0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: I'm sorry to the crack,
2: never changed me and my son of rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm sorry, could touch the blue part of the flag, blue part of the flame.
1: Ain't nothing wrong with those in the body. Welcome to Sportfire,
2: the Sports Fire. comedy podcast that forgot to tape the floorboards together at the Superdome. Sorry. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and crying in the CBS production studio in a way-too-long silent halftime shot that I guarantee cursed the Tar Heels. Not bitter. Moving on. We got a great show for you today. Robert Murray and Mark Carmen from Fanside, It's Baseball Insiders podcast are here to preview the season and get you ready for opening day. But first, yeah, I guess I got to talk about it during a quick trip through the headlines. The Kansas Jayhawks are your national champions, erasing the largest halftime deficit in the history of the title game. But you have to give Hubert Davis's Tar Heels credit for winning the way more hilarious game on Saturday night. And it was pretty easy for the Jayhawks to come back five on two. Coach Bill Self's victory comes despite several level 1 violations still hanging over his program's head, but that's nothing a couple more boxes of Adidas shoes can't fix sent to the right places. One of the enduring moments of the final was North Carolina's Puff Johnson slumped over and puking on the court in the final minutes. Also enduring, the rest of the team puking for the entire second half. Johnson clearly gave it all he had, and he did so on the end of the court the kids remembered to mop, not bitter. The maker of the court at the Final Four has announced there were no loose panels to blame for Armando Baycott's late re-injury, even though we all saw the panel come loose. The representative also said there were no Tar Heels in the game, and basketball hasn't been invented yet. Of course, North Carolina advanced to the title game by knocking Coach K out in his final game, and he's already announced he's unretiring. Got it. After the game, Coach K didn't blame his players directly, but did say he'd study the subtle art of Krav Maga for the next time he saw Mark Williams. That's two, count them, two times that Coach K ended up on the losing end of matchups with Hubert Davis during the season's final month. That's twice as many losses as the number of Duke players who shook hands at the end of the Final Four. Note to whoever drafts Paolo Bancaro: not a big shaker. Does not touch the hands. Tiger Woods plans to play in this year's Masters. In order to sway Tiger, Masters organizers have promised it will, quote, count as the entire thing if he does one hole, and that they'll consider letting his son, Charlie, play the course instead as long as he wears Tiger's clothes. Kevin Durant blamed his own knee injury for derailing the net season, said in anguish Durant, if only there was a vaccine for that. In a touching tribute, all of Major League Baseball will be wearing the number 42 in Dodgers colors for Jackie Robinson Day except the Red Sox. They'll be celebrating their relationship with Robinson by wearing a rejection letter and a blindfold. Running back Frank Gore has chosen to retire as a member of the 49ers backfield four years from now. Well, you try telling Frank Gore no. The Patriots have acquired wide receiver Devante Parker from the Dolphins and good for the Dolphins not being intimidated by past mistakes when dealing with the Patriots 85th times the charm. It's like Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football, except the Patriots hold the football the entire time and never even let you look at it or make you think you're going to get it. The Buffalo Bills have signed Stefan Diggs to an extension, making him the league's highest paid Diggs. Meanwhile, in baseball, the Cleveland Guardians have extended star Jose Ramirez. Not with money, they've just spread him way too thin. He's like their only guy. Way overextended. And MLB players have agreed to wear a sign-stealing prevention watch this year until April 12th when the Astros figure out how to hack the sign stealing prevention watch. That's it. Coming up next, Mark Carmen and Robert Murray from The Baseball Insiders. Pleased to welcome to Sportfire, Sportfire's official Opening Day preview, coming out on Opening Day morning, the best time to do an Opening Day preview. I went right to the source, and by the source, I mean Zone, Baseball Insiders, the co-hosts of the podcast, Robert Murray and Mark Harmon. What's up, you guys? Uh, how about it? Baseball is back officially. It's happening.
1: See, yeah. wouldn't it have been better – Wouldn't it, sorry, Robert. Wouldn't it have been better if they had just let the strike last so we didn't have to play baseball in 40-degree weather? I mean, come on. We already got Yankees games being canceled, Weiner. We needed a little bit, little bit of a longer strike. I short, know, I know, I know. And, and what I told everybody is,
2: like, Yankee fans, make sure to listen to this podcast on Friday. It's not going to make any sense to you until Friday arrives. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'll start with you, Carm, because I know you got boots on the ground in Chicago. Um, I'm sensing a little bit less excitement than usual about Cubs opening day. Have you felt that excitement drop in, in Chi town as well? And is any of that sort of floating to the contending white Sox, Or is it just like a
1: general lull? Oh, there is legit. World Series White Sox expectations going on. But if we want to start with the Cubs and Buzz, and I love watching Robert Murray as we're recording this, just all over his phone about to break something major. Yeah, I he can't is wait to... here. He is here, everybody. Trust me. Yeah, him. guys, I'm going to be really silent right now. I'm sorry. Be as okay, silent good. as
2: possible. If that's your only contribution, that is fine. But everybody, he is here. Mark, that back, is to, a... back to the White Sox.
1: I, I, watching Burt work is one of my favorite things in life. But look, there is zero... Cubs buzz and now in the gambling world Adam they're betting up the Cubs because the NL Central is so bad that people think they're going to win more than 73 games they're going to hit that 77 massive mark of only finishing eight games under and you know I don't know extra playoff teams maybe they can be hang in there until June the 17th within, uh, you know, I don't know, four games of the last wild card spot. So, uh, it's just, it's a weird time for the Cubs. Chris Bryant's a Rocky Anthony Rizzo's back with you guys. Javi Baez is a Detroit tiger. Uh, the Cubs apparently couldn't find any money to buy, you know, pay any of them. And Tom Ricketts is out here going to, uh, buy a soccer team for billions of dollars. So it's, it's, it's really, It's really something. I will give you the opportunity here to,
2: uh, while I'm here and you know, you can face to face it with me, roast my team or tell me that my team is good. Like, I don't know if what the Yankees did is resonating across the country. I don't know if people think that they shored up the defense and they got rid of Gary Sanchez and they solved their problems, or if everybody sort of thinks like, I don't know who most of these people are. Isaiah Kiner, Falefa is their shortstop. Like, is this a 500 team? So where are you at on my team? You can either roast me or you can praise
1: them either way. Listen, uh, I go by what the odds makers say. And the odds makers say the Yankees are going to win 92 games and win the damn AL East and edge out the Toronto blue Jays. So Vegas knows better than anybody else knows. I I'm not exactly wild about your pitching. Um, you, maybe you want to convince me otherwise, but I think, I, you know, like uh, come up, come playoff time, do I see the Yankees, uh, you know, making a massive push? It's kind of like, but I, I don't see that. But I do see them as a regular season team who can get to 90 plus wins and, and be right there. If, if not win the division, at least be a wild card team. I, I think that's a fair way of looking at your fine pinstripe ball club right now. I think that's fair.
2: No, I I think that's fair. I think I've just heard too much from too many people who are like, where are they even going to get to 80 wins? And it's like, I don't know, man, did you see last year's opening day lineup with Clint Frazier and Gio Urshela and Jay Bruce. And then that team eventually made a bunch of trades and ended up winning 92 games. Like I'm not even a believer necessarily. And if you give me the chance to get Carlos Correa or not get Carlos Correa, I would do that. I would go get him, but I think there's something to be said for losing the poison pill in Gary Sanchez, who was one of the most like negative war suck baseball players I've had on my baseball team, maybe ever. And, and it wasn't always that way, but in the second half of 2019, 2020 and 2021, he was just a massive net negative. And you, you you have to imagine it was that way in the locker room too uh training Urshela hurts but all the metrics say he can't play defense so like it's a lot of eye test stuff people saying like well, actually I think he has a hose for an arm and like it's good that you think that but the numbers say it's not true uh so I'm not even that bullish on the Yankees but you're and and I don't know if they can hold up in the postseason we only watch them play one postseason game but I do think that you know the Matt Blake pitching factory led to bounce back seasons from Nestor Cortez jr. From Jordan Montgomery, James and Tyone won the Pitcher of the Month award last August. Like that's, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not going to go out on a limb and say like James and Tyone is my number two ALDS starter right now. But I also think that every like the pitching staff was not the problem
1: last year, and the second half Yankees looked like a much better team. How do you explain the Josh Donaldson acquisition? And and I I like there were so many other options. Yeah. And yeah, let's go this direction. I like, to me, that's like, I don't know, Brian Cashman. I thought you're a really smart guy. I, I like, I trust you. I'd want you to run my baseball team, but that was really bizarre. I don't, I
2: mean, I will not get on a soapbox and say Josh Donaldson isn't actually that injury prone. Cause I know what's going to happen to him as soon as he like walks into the Yankee locker room, right. That all changes immediately, but he did play 155 and 135 games his past two full seasons. Like he's much closer to the Josh Donaldson you remember. And definitely when you look at the baseball savant page and all those stat cast numbers and those big red, like he's closer to a star than he is an an injury prone, like the the Josh Donaldson who was on Cleveland. But like you said, I can only defend that deal for so long before someone is like, you know, you helped the twins clear money to sign Carlos Correa, right? And took their number one problem. And it's like, yeah, no, we did do that. Like,
1: that's objectively something that Brian Cashman did. did. Yeah. He, he did that eyes open, right? I mean, or like, I, I can hear the other side of it. Carlos Correa is going to be a Minnesota Twin. Why the hell would that happen? Like I, you know, I don't know if he saw that coming or not. I would guess he wouldn't. But then whatever. Baseball people know what the hell's going on, so maybe he did. And they and the Yankees were just fine with it. I I don't know. It did. Like I, I do wonder if he saw exactly how the chessboard was going to move if he did this deal. Yeah,
2: and one year of Carlos Correa. Um, you right. Know, like, right. 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 Who knows right. how long that actually goes? Um, it,
1: it, it makes little
2: sense. It uh, makes Minnesota, lit- you're all in
1: on you're you're all in on winning this year or this is just the twins tax. We'll never get this guy here, so we might as well take a flyer and see if he'll fall in love with being a Minnesota twin and maybe he will and maybe we'll be good. I don't know yeah. and Jose
2: uh, Brios gone. like they a lot of people are gone from Minnesota and then once the stars were gone, they were like, great. now's the time to pounce on adding Carlos Correa. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I will posit this one to to both of you guys. I don't know if uh, (laughs) if Robert's available or not. He can definitely delay his answer. Um, But what is the move this off season that most surprised you based on the overall trends or based on just the team acquiring a player that they never would have? And maybe it is Carlos Correa, but I feel like there were a lot of post lockout moves this year that genuinely made you go. We waited three months so that like that, Guy could be there. Like, is he even going to be, is he going to matter at all?
1: I'll go. Cause I think bird is having something going on over there. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'll keep it somewhat in, in my world here, Chris Bryant to the Colorado Rockies for the rest of his baseball career in that division. I hate it. I just, I just, I just hate it. Like, I get it. You're a laid back dude. Maybe you want to, you know, chill in the Rockies, go on a go whitewater rafting, hit bombs and just you won a world series with the Cubs in 2016 and that will forever be good enough for your career. Um, but it's also like, he could have been like, it would have been a lot more interesting if he had been a Mariner to me, it would have been a lot more interesting if he had been a Met, um, I I thought it would have made a lot of sense for the Cubs to bring him back uh, where the numbers were, you know, were falling for a guy who hits in the middle of the order, plays third, plays first, plays left, played right, can play center as well. Um, That one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at all. Uh, And I, you know, even going back and I'm like, it's, it's, it's Ranger esque, but like you're jumping right and you're paying 300 million for Corey Sear. Like, where do you think you're going? Like what, what exactly is the plan here? Didn't you learn anything when you did the A-Rod thing, whatever it was 20 years ago? Like this is not, this is not the way you build a winning ball club. Um, so, uh, and yeah, and I also like appreciate what the A's have done, but like the, the Braves part of it and overplaying your hand and um you know, Freddie Freeman should have just been in Atlanta. Like, I hate all of it. I, 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 like, that's not. You just want a World Series. You want it to be there. Why? Why did that happen? Are you all right, there, Bert? There's a trade happening,
0: <laughs> and you guys. are This could not have been timed worse. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> that's fine. To, that's fine for that to be all you have. And I'm going to be honest. I treasure that input, and I, and I'm happy to be. I wish I could attach video for all the listeners so that they know exactly what we are going through right now this is this is a beautiful sight uh bert on the job he's 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 on folks he's all on um my answer to this question my own question uh that i that i posited is i, I, I to be perfectly honest and i understand why it was done but i just i wish nelson cruz wasn't on the washington nationals i understand why it was done it feels like we you know they gave him more guarantees than anybody else and who am I to tell Nelson Cruz to turn that down? It's just such a classic. Like you, you want to call Corey Seeger and Marcus Simeon, a rod moves. This is a classic like 2001 baseball move, where somebody who clearly has more left in the tank, but is hitting the upper echelon of their career, just ends up on a brutal team. And you're like, why? You know, why did Albert Bell play there? Why was that the end of someone's career? And it's just. You know, I guess he's going to get traded at the deadline again, but they're going to inherit a second year. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, Nelson Cruz is going into the hall of fame, but the final couple columns of his baseball reference are like two years, but seven teams deep. Like, I don't want that for him either. And then Trevor story to the Red Sox. Like, do you want to talk about team chemistry? I'll never know. I'll never know what Gary Sanchez meant to the Yankees in terms of negative or positive. No teammates ever going to, you know, grab a bullhorn and say, thank God he's gone. That guy sucked. But there was a very perceptible, like Garrett Cole saying, I don't want him to catch me. Corey Kluber arriving in New York and saying, I don't want him to catch me either. Like chemistry is still somewhat real. No one's ever going to bark about it, but you know, it's out there. And so the Red Sox signing a second baseman or a shortstop to play second base long-term after waffling with xander bogarts extension and not paying rafael devers and saying you know we're gonna get to it but like are you gonna get to it because you just paid a guy to play the position that your dude who's about to wander away has played for a very long time so they can say all the right things about trevor's story i'm still sort of surprised that feels like a fantasy baseball move to me and it's weird that it happened
1: right and the the reds the red sox it's like for me when when i just look at uh, global Red Sox last three years. You traded Mookie Betts to the Los Angeles Dodgers and now you're like trying to somehow put piece this thing back together and it ends up with you p- signing Trevor Story as part of it and you and, and playing uh you know a position that he doesn't want to play but maybe has to play because of his uh you know uh, arm talents at this point. But I like I don't know. I there's it's uh The ship does not feel like it has been right, but that's, you know, that's not bad for you over there, Adam. That's that's kind of how you want the Red Sox, right? I would love the Red Sox to be exactly where the
2: projections say they're going to be, like 83, 84 wins, no more, no less. Stop accidentally getting the fourth overall pick. Do not do that again. Like uh, Marcello Meyer, who they drafted in 2021, is supposed to be like an all-world generational shortstop, who they got for sucking in a 60-game season. So, like, I never want them to be that bad ever again. I've had my fill. It was very funny. And, like, (laughs) when the Lakers were that terrible, too, it was like, this is very funny, but ultimately this is going to end up hurting more because they have the second overall pick, the second overall pick, the third overall pick, the first overall pick. So, if the Red Sox could just be, you know, no Chris Sale, 84 wins, dysfunction in the clubhouse, that would be great.
1: That's actually a brilliant – surmise of what you want your most hated team to be like the Lakers missing the playoffs. You, I mean, there's at least a 3% chance the NBA fixes it. So they get the number one overall pick. I don't know who the hell, who the hell that is coming out. And then all of a sudden LeBron's winning titles. And I got to deal with the whole, uh, Jordan LeBron argument and a whole nother thing. We don't need that. It would have been great. If, give me, give me a nice uh, seven seed and, uh, move on out to lose to the Suns or whatever. Um, okay. I, I just let I, Bert's still uh, doing whatever he's doing, but I I, I just want I want you to know, Adam. I know better. the teams. What's that? I know the teams.
2: <laughs> I love it. I just don't
1: know the players.
2: I love this so much. If I get
0: scooped, you're going to see me get, throw a temper tantrum live on air right now. So
2: well, do not right. let us distract you for even one second. You've done more oh, than no, enough. You're
0: all
1: good. No, I think we should distract him. But I I, I uh, <laughs> this this is an audio pod, correct? Um, or 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 yeah, this is an audio pod right oh, now. Oh, this
2: is this is audio only. Um Bert's yeah, yeah, contributions yeah. will be I'll I'll put the minutes of his little cameos in the episode description so everybody will know yeah. where to where to find him. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I mean we're gonna get to see Bert get uh freak out. But um are you getting scooped? Is that what's happening?
2: I'm not getting scooped, nobody's
1: broken it yet. Um I'm shocked, but like so so you're waiting for the go ahead right now. I'm going to find out who's in it. Cause I don't want to
0: tweet the vague text of blah, blah, blah. is making a trade with blah, blah, blah.
1: Okay. Um, the life. I, I love your life. I, I just wanted to throw in there that uh, on, on the baseball insiders this week, I predicted the Chicago White Sox to win the world series, Adam. I mm-hmm. said that uh, Lance Lynn is going to get healthy uh, come May 20 something. And Luis Roberts is going to be an MVP candidate. And uh, Eloy's going to hit 40 bombs. And, uh, A.J. Pollock is going to play a sweet outfield for him which, with a great trade with Craig Kimbrell and what's going to happen is that Jose Abreu uh, the greatest White Sox of all time outside of Frank Thomas and perhaps I well I'm biased to some other Sox players but uh, Harold Baines as again um, but <laughs> Jose Abreu, one of the all-time class White Sox, is gonna hit a two-run bomb off of Craig Kimbrel, and the White Sox are gonna walk it off come November, the whatever the hell it is gonna be. That's my prediction. Thank you very much.
2: I love all of that. And I do also want you to know that this has the potential. This is the kind of place for this information on a podcast. We've been far too serious for far too long. And also, you know, Robert Murray chasing a scoop right now is it's not even close. The most interesting thing to ever happen on this podcast. Like I've had great <laughs> guests. I've never had live action like like Hubert Davis said this is live action Tracy like stuff is happening um, and I can't wait to bottle up this little time capsule I, I just wanted to make that statement known it's, it's incredible what's going on
1: do, do, do you go two hands on your phone like Bert's doing right now like he I mean this is like a I mean I guess that's what you would do like but it looks there's a certain serious way in which he's holding the phone I, I do exactly
2: I, I do exactly what he's doing I don't think I can handle one one hand on the phone the, the new
1: iPhone 11 is is a beautiful beast. That's true. Okay, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm just overstating. Watching him hold the phone, it's like it's it feels like he's holding the most uh, I don't know valuable piece of Bitcoin. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. No, no,
2: of course. Anyway, this this is the podcast for this statement. A World Series preview, all of that. You know, very important to me this year more than any other. The World Series is going to directly affect my life, not because the New York Yankees are going to be in it, not because I know who the participants will be. It's not going to be the Red Sox. You know, it might be, but it's not because of that. It's because I scheduled my own wedding for a week after the World Series. I couldn't have done it more purposefully. I kept telling my fiance, don't worry about me. If if it's during the season, it's okay. If it's during October, I'll be fine. And she's saying, you know, for self-care, I think we got to move it. And, you know, that's, that's all fine and dandy. And then somehow, some way, the MLB lockout, was long enough to bump the regular season, but not long enough to cancel any games, leading to the very real likelihood that Game 7 of the World Series could be right there. So I just want to make that known. Uh, And and so this is an MLB preview, an opening day preview. The World Series, to me, who's in it, you know, doesn't matter so much to me. If we could get a five-gamer, that would be great. Uh,
1: Listen... Okay. Are you concerned that the Yankees are going to be playing game seven? Or are you just concerned that there's going to be a world series game seven that you're going to miss?
2: So if it's the Yankees, that's the only concern I don't care about missing, okay. uh, or if it's the Phillies, honestly, because that's right. where, that's where the wedding will be taking place. I don't think that the venue that we've booked for uh, Friday night, welcome drinks is going to be that pumped about a partial buyout. If the Philadelphia Phillies are in game six of the world series and we've stolen business from them. Uh, so I think the Phillies getting Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber was sort of another little like kick in the nuts to me. Cause I was already a little bit worried about the Yankees, but it was like, well, the Phillies are like a 76 win team. So who cares? And now they might mash their way on a run. Who knows? They have just as good an offense as the Red Sox last
1: year. I mean, look that NL East is, uh, it's interesting. Atlanta, Philly, Mets, busy, busy, busy. Let's go. Um, yeah, no, I, I I hear your concerns, and I think you're okay. I think you're, I think you're. I mean, you know, in the history of time, how many times has the World Series gone seven games? Let's just do the math on this. I we're not gonna be able to do that on the fly, but I think you're, I think you're gonna be all right. And you know, worst case scenario, the Yankees are in it. Then then you just get to be like super creative, and I don't know what the hell you'll do, but you'll figure it out. I mean, you're you 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 can you'll do you'll do something that'll make it memorable times ten.
2: Every day is a new journey for me. I thought, <laughs> I thought that for years, I said that the literal worst case scenario for my life would be a Duke North Carolina March Madness game at any point in time, Final Four, Final Elite Eight, whatever. Like, I just didn't have the brain capacity to watch that, enjoy it, soak it in, appreciate it for what it was. I, I, I said I wouldn't even watch. I just, I, and but I was like, this will never happen. It hasn't happened in eighty years. Why would it happen now? It happens this past weekend and then the right team wins. So now my cal- I spent 15 years of my life worrying about something that turned out incredible for me. It might be the single greatest sporting event my fandom has ever experienced. So I think it's I got to stop worrying about a, a Yankee World Series game on my wedding. I will take some punches in the arm from some groomsmen for sure, but the Yankees have a lot of work to do before they're even involved in that mix. Is
1: the is the is the wedding a Saturday night? it's a Saturday night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to solve your problems right now that you don't need me to do, but I'm like, you know, Saturday to Sunday, uh, Sunday nights are cheaper. It's You know, it's, you got to alter some things, but you know, maybe that makes sense to be proactive right now. I don't know. Probably not possible, but uh...
2: no, I don't think it's possible. If I were to Boom.
0: boom, Victor Caratini is being traded to the brewers.
1: Let's go. All right, all of that for Victor Tini. I like him. I think he's a good ball player. So do I. So I I like him too.
2: Uh, There it is. Is that Pedro Severino? Is that Pedro Severino fallout?
0: Yeah, exactly. Cool.
2: That's a good deal. And once again, someone I would have definitely clamored for the Yankees to get like a month ago, but now, fine. I like like the catcher platoon. Uh, Before we sign off, I'm going to drop my prediction. I I will drop my World Series prediction. And I feel like it's kind of an eye roll because I've spent a lot of offseason pontificating about whether the Blue Jays got better or whether everyone's just telling me the Blue Jays got better because, you know, Cy Young, gone. Marcus Simeon, gone. Matt Chapman struck out 200 times last year and is their major import. Uh, Robbie Ray gone in favor of Yusei Kikuchi and Kevin Gossman. Like, is that team really better than it was last year when it somehow missed the playoffs? The answer is yes. George Springer, as long as he plays 140 games, they're going to be extremely good. Year four, Vlad Jr., he's better than ever. That lineup is the best in baseball. And I think the Los Angeles Dodgers and Toronto Blue Jays lock horns in the World Series and the Blue Jays win in
1: six. Okay. Uh, I just really enjoyed the tweet that I just said. Yeah, I was just about to say it's a good tweet, Carm. I said watched at by Robert Murray uh, not speak on on the Yanks Go Yard podcast for thirty minutes while he did whatever he had to do to uh, as he broke this deal. There we go. Um, I, is it
2: uh, Robert? Is it is it okay if I say you were a guest on this podcast? I think I'm going to put you in the episode <laughs> description
1: anyway.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a guest of the podcast might be like a very loose way of yeah. that's – boy, I I'm sorry. No, Why not? Pod-
1: why did the Padres <laughs> give up on Caratini?
0: Uh, I think the Brewers gave him something that is uh, is more than they could have said no to. But plus, they have a hell of catchers too. They have Austin Noah, um, um, Luis Campusano and there's another one in there too. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell
2: your appearance properly. I will not say that you were. <laughs> I wish there was a video
0: element to this man. That would have been freaking electric content.
2: It has been captured. I can send it to you if you want it for your news breaking reel. Um, <laughs> but I, I am going to say opening day baseball season preview with Mark Harmon plus Robert Murray gets a <laughs> scoop live on air.
1: Um, and I think that's sick. I think that's for everybody. I, I was expecting him to get up out of his seat, do a mm-hmm. dance, take a shirt off, put on his new sunglasses, something but just the steely-eyed focus. That dude's like Kobe right now. Look at him. Kobe. Hey, boy. I'll tell you, we got another one coming, folks. So the people who are listening,
0: get your popcorn ready. (laughs) Get your popcorn popcorn ready, y'all.
1: Stone
2: Cold
0: Stutter. Hype City, baby.
2: This has been... another one coming? Yeah, we're not done. That's right.
0: But, like, another move coming.
2: This has been uh, the best day of my life. You guys are my best friends um thank you thank you for joining for the opening day preview um this was no sarcasm electric content i hope everybody got something they wanted out of this mark carmen and robert murray the baseball insiders is the podcast i guarantee burt talks more on that one than on this one through no fault of (laughs) his own but if you want to hear his takes on the season i definitely recommend you heading there and i will link it uh mark carmen thanks so much for hanging out man adam
1: awesome to be with you brother continued (laughs) success to you my friend
2: And, Robert, of course, thank you for the business.
1: You're very welcome. Happy to help.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mark Carman and Robert Murray, everybody. Of course, my opening day has already been bumped back one day, so all Yankee fans, please listen to this on Friday. It'll be more accurate. It'll it'll all make sense then. And now, my final flame. The Kansas Jayhawks should be very proud of their record-setting comeback against North Carolina on Monday, securing a fourth national championship for that vaunted program. Now, only one question remains. Why are they ducking Duke? The Blue Devils were clearly the second banana to KU throughout the tournament, and Kansas can't genuinely rock their chalk until going toe-to-toe with the top foe. Now can they? Yet surprisingly, we've heard abject silence since the confetti fell after the title game. Silence so loud the sound is deafening, like a muffled screech or like fingernails on a rock chalkboard. Until Kansas coach Bill Self picks up the phone and gives Coach K his courtesy call, it's safe to say KU has next to no interest in a winner or clear loser take all battle with the beasts of the West Regional. But just because a pesky little North Carolina victory got in the way of that final battle
1: does not mean
2: self can get off easy here. He's still gotta prove his medal to the devil in order to raise a banner in Lawrence. A banner that says, National champions, comma, heart of a champion, comma, pop the champion, yay. Lots of words to fit on a banner, but trust me, my banner guy's all over it. You know they're doing banners on sustainable fabrics now? No more canvas? It's true unless my banner guy's innovating on the form, but I doubt it. He would've bragged about the tech if he'd invented the tech. Looks like we're all still going to be waiting quite a while for this battle royale blue to take place, however. March Madness will bring April showers, which will then bring May flowers, which will eventually provide us with June baseball, if the fellas wanna get some run in before the draft. I always viewed Coach Self as a man of integrity even though no one else did, and I trust he'll do what's right. If he can't fit the game into his busy schedule, I suggest he just drops the trophy off at Coach K's apartment, where we all know it belongs. No more canvas, can you believe it? My thanks to Robert Murray and Mark Carmen, and of course, my Tar Heels. Love you, Iron Five. See you next Thursday.